Welcome back to the Air It Out podcast. I am your host, per usual, Lucas Shu. Today we are continuing on our trend of getting on writers, analysts, fans of the teams that play on Thursday Night Football, and being that the Chiefs were going to play on Thursday Night Football, but now have moved their game to Monday Night Football, I had I still got my first time who wanted to get on, but it's recording on Thursday night, probably going to release Friday night. That's why you're hearing it on Friday. But we got on Sam Hayes. Uh, me and Sam are good buddies now. I've followed his writing since he started writing SI, the Chief stuff. He is one of the better writers that I follow. I think I'm a big Packers fan, as my podcast listeners know. But Sam, I think, is one of the better just overall writers in the NFL. He only writes uh, Chief stuff, but I think he's an incredibly talented writer. And I think he's a great kid on this podcast and be a fun guy to talk to. Sam, how's it going, buddy? It's going really well. And uh, how about the signing we just made? Le'Veon Bell, very interesting. I am uh, interested to see how that goes. Uh, yes, I, I know you, from reading your writing and just knowing you, I know you are not the biggest fan of running backs and are very supportive of analytics and how they feel about running backs, so I know you have some interesting thoughts on that. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think that Le'Veon Bell is going to make a big difference, uh, naturally because just the running back position doesn't make much of a difference in especially the modern NFL, uh, but... Le'Veon Bell is a very talented player, and when you can get cheap talent at any position, it is worth it, assuming he goes for cheap. Uh, if, he, if he's pretty expensive, then I am not a big fan of it, But or, or especially if it's a multi-year deal, uh, that would be a bit rough, but it seems like it'll most likely be a one-year deal for relatively cheap, so I can support that. What I would also be concerned about, though, is... Uh, an increased amount of running the football. The the ball needs to be in Patrick Mahomes' hands as much as possible. It's really the case with every offense in the league that you need to be passing the ball at least 55 to 60% of the time, bare minimum. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs pass as much as anyone in the league, pretty much, but there's still some concern there with the drafting of Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 32, and now the signing of Le'Veon Bell, they're going to run a little bit more than I want them to. Yeah, uh, it it was a really interesting move for me. I I didn't get it. I, I understand why the Chiefs want to get him. He's a talented player overall. But, I mean, you already got Clyde Edwards earlier in the draft. You're adding another guy in Le'Veon Bell. It, like you said, you don't want to run the ball so much, especially when you have a Patrick Mahomes-level guy at QB who is one of the best QBs in the NFL right now, NFL right now, over the past two years, has been. And giving uh, getting another guy who you're going to have to get him touches, and they're going to get him touches no matter what, really. And then you have another rookie back there still. It's going to make things interesting to see how things are going to play out because it's going to be guaranteed that they're going to run the ball. It just matters how much more they're going to run the ball with Le'Veon Bell back there and still feeding their rookie, Clyde Dutelier, who I the, obviously liked enough to draft him in the first round. It's going to be a really interesting dynamic how things are going to play out in Kansas City right now. Absolutely. And I did, uh, after they drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I did have some concerns that the early down passing rate especially was going to decrease a lot this year. And thankfully, so far, we haven't really seen that. Uh, seen that. There's still 
passing the ball over 60% of the time on early downs. They're still top three in the league in that regard, along with Seattle and Green Bay. So they're still passing the ball a lot, but it is a slight decrease from last year, and I don't like that. I wish they increased from last year, uh, which was still like the highest early down passing rate in NFL history last year. It was, just, it was incredible, like over 65%. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I I don't think Andy Reid's going to be changing anything. I think they're still going to be passing the ball the vast majority of the time that they should be, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that kind of brings me to the next part. Obviously, the Chiefs were far down the best team in the NFL last year, I thought. Maybe the 49ers were up there, too. But I thought the Chiefs were the best team in the NFL last year, and they got to the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl against the 49ers. They had a little bit of hiccups in the playoffs, but they came back. They just looked, for the most part, for the whole year, besides the little hiccup they had in the playoffs, they looked outstanding. They looked like an all-time great team. Their offense was firing on all cylinders. The defense looked better than it has in previous years. The Chiefs were terrible on defense, but they looked a lot better. And they looked like solid, at least, which is... A, what you want to ask for from a defense. But that offense was firing on all cylinders. Tyree Kale, Watkins, uh, Kelsey, obviously Mahomes, I don't even mention him. Heading into this year, with all the expectations, all the stuff you knew from last year, all the offseason moves they had, how were you feeling heading into this year before the season started? How are you feeling about the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, I feel all right about it, but... Um, I, 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 there is some room for improvement. I, I, you can see it. Like, uh, specifically, uh, Mitchell Schwartz has not been quite as good as he was mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. Uh, I would like to see more involvement of McCole Hardman in the offense, possibly more involvement of Byron Pringle in the offense, less involvement of Demarcus Robinson. Uh, and... Yeah, I'd say still, like, Mahomes still looks great. Kelsey, he looks great. Tyreek looks great. Clyde looks solid, but it's not being efficient uh, with his touches. So, uh, And then in terms of the defense, uh, I've been I've been satisfied. I've been pretty satisfied with the defense. Guys like uh, Chris Jones have performed well when he's played. Rashad Fenton's looked really good. Uh, just got Bashad Breeland back. Mm-hmm. Uh, rookie Legarius Sneed at corner and got him in the in the late part of day three, and he's looked good. I've been very uh, satisfied with what he's brought, and then of course you got Frank Clark, Matthew. Those guys are like big names. Juan Thornhill, another big name, and those guys are uh, big playmakers. Yeah, I mean the defense. Defense has really come along for the Chiefs the past couple of years. I they. They were always known they when they had Mahomes like when he first not his rookie year because obviously he wasn't playing, but his sophomore year, they were known for having that, that high powered offense, just good luck stopping them. But then the other side of the football they were only had Chris Jones essentially, and they're like they were gonna get into a lot of shootouts because their defense is gonna allow a lot of points, but their offense is gonna get a lot of points for them. But in recent years, I said Chris Jones was still there, but they added the likes of Tyron Matthew, uh Legarius Sneed, like you mentioned, who I thought I didn't think at the time, but not looking back on it, he's an absolute steal. They converted him basically to cornerback from safety. I mean, or flip it around, safety to cornerback, excuse me. And uh, Frank Clark has looked better than he did last year. I mean, 
Last year, he looked okay at best, but this year he's looking a little bit better, actually. Looking like Frank, not Frank Cook of old. I'm not going to go that far, but he looks improved and looks like he's getting back to that form. Now, the entire Matthews, like I said, uh, all these guys are coming together and giving Kansas City like an actual solid defensive unit. And it's good to see in Kansas City. I mean, they obviously had the offense. They had that on lock. They had all those weapons. They had Mahomes. They, no, you don't even need to mention that offense because it's, it's by default it's going to be great. I mean, even in the coordinators, the uh, enemy uh, head, head coach obviously Andy Reid. But now this defense is really getting things together, and they're looking like they're not a pushover anymore. They're like a solid defensive unit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the run defense is still an issue, of course. Mm-hmm. That's that's still preferable to the secondary being an issue because the secondary being the issue is what really cost the Chiefs from when uh, having two Super Bowls in a row right now. Yep, it was the secondary that really just cost them that AFC Championship game against the Patriots this year so far. They're seventh in dropback EPA uh, allowed uh, EPA per play allowed. So um, yeah, the, the secondary is much better than it was two years ago with Snead, with Ward, with Breland, with Fenton, with Matthew, with Thornhill. All these guys have brought together a pretty solid secondary, and I'm very happy about it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned the secondary. You'd rather have a weakness in your run defense than in your pass defense in your secondary. Me, I had Brad Spielberger on here the other weekend, or the week, excuse me. And all we talked about was value. And if on defense, at least, in terms of value, in terms of importance, you want a secondary, you want a stronger secondary than you do a stronger run defense unit. It's it's so much more important, it's much more valuable because obviously the passing game is much more valuable and the passing game obviously creates so much more scoring opportunities and it's more yards. And having a better secondary in any case really is so much more important. Like, I'm a big Packers fan and people get on uh, Mike Pettin a lot for just being terrible in run defense and basically allowing everyone over him. But I'd rather have him be that way than have it be the other way around and where he just allowed everybody to throw over our heads and just torch us in the passing game. So having those solid guys in Kansas City, like Rashad Breeland and all these guys, Jarius Sneed joining the roster this past year and Tyron Matthew the other year, it building a really nice, just solid unit. It's Defense is a thing of where it's the, the weakest chain is going to get attacked. So if you have like a really crappy... Uh, second cornerback or a really crappy free safety, they're gonna they're gonna find ways to attack you. Or a really crappy linebacker, they're gonna find ways to come after you. And Chiefs have a little bit of a linebacker problem, not major, but a little bit coverage wise at least. Yeah. But it's always like the weakest link they're gonna attack. And they think Kansas City Chiefs have done a good job of not giving a weakest link in, in just covering all their guards. They don't have a star cornerback right now. They're a major star. I mean, Tyre Matthews is probably near there, the closest guy in secondary at least, but. They have a bunch of just yeah, good players. I'd count, I'd count him as a star player for sure. Uh, but yeah, in terms of weakest link, uh, obviously linebacker that you mentioned with Ben Neiman and Anthony Hitchens mm-hmm. is a really rough duo. In the last three games, Anthony Hitchens has actually played pretty well. It's pro- probably the best stretch of his career for the yeah. Chiefs. Uh, but yeah, Ben Neiman is playing some of the worst linebacker play imaginable. It, it's pretty apparent live that he has no place on the field. <laughs> and, uh, the, the PFF grades are really indicating that as well as he is. I, I tweeted out that 
uh, on PFF underscore Chiefs that Ben Neiman is currently on pace to have the lowest PFF grade for a Chief in the PFF era. It's remarkable how poorly he's playing. But, uh, yeah, I think as long as that is the weaknesses, uh, the linebackers, the run defense, the defense will survive as long as the secondary can perform and as long as they can get a pass rush to get there occasionally with Chris Jones, with Frank Clark, Mm -hmm. with others like uh, Pinnell and and Passigno and uh, Okafor. Some of those guys, if they can get there occasionally as well, help out. Yeah, the defense will be fine and it'll be good enough for the offense to get us that second consecutive Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, nothing before we move on from defense to talk about something else, but Willie Gay has... I loved him coming out of college. I thought he was a freak of nature athlete before the combine. I loved him. I thought he should have been a first-round pick. Chiefs get him. I thought he was a steal. I think he's great. Haven't seen a ton from him yet. I mean, obviously he's a rookie. He's had some off-field issues beforehand, but I, I don't remember, that doesn't really bother me too much. But I would... Tell me if I'm wrong on this, but me personally, I would have loved to see him on the field a lot more for the Chiefs. No, uh, yeah, the entire fan base. If you look, if you look at Chiefs Twitter, the entire fan base is clamoring for him now because the entire fan base has gotten really tired of having to watch Ben Neiman miss tackles all game long, and everyone's ready to see more snaps for Willie Gay. In the last two weeks, we've seen it. He played 25 snaps against New England. He played 33 against the Raiders. He played extremely well against New England in those 25 snaps. And uh, those, uh, besides those two games, he's played 15. So that was uh, weeks two and three, he played 15. Week one, he played zero. So he is starting to finally get the snaps he deserves. He is a very talented guy. And yeah, I'm glad he's getting more involved in the defense. And I think the results will show themselves pretty soon. I I couldn't agree with you more. I think he has has speed you cannot teach. He is so quick, but he's... An intelligent guy too, and understands football. It's just a great combination. But yes, yes, dude is a freak of nature. His closing speed, his he can tackle, he can shed blocks. Very talented player, and I'm glad the Chiefs got him in the second round. It was a great pick. I, I absolutely agree with you there. I cannot go through more. Uh, it it you're completely dead on. He is so good. I. We're going to turn this into a Willie Gay podcast soon enough, my goodness. But Sounds good to me. <laughs> but more into the offense. Little so The Chiefs played the Patriots and Raiders in the last two games. And the story with those two games is Mahomes not necessarily looking like Mahomes. The Raiders played really well against them on defense. The Chiefs, but, excuse me, the Chiefs, but the Patriots played well against the Chiefs on defense as well. The Patriots obviously just rushing three and dropping everybody back kind of forcing Mahomes to think about where he's going to go with the ball and to kind of play out structure a little bit and similar thing that the Raiders did to him. I'm not going to say, are you worried about Patrick Mahomes? Because I really don't think anybody should be worried about Patrick Mahomes after this. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is, how are you feeling after those two games? Um, the Patriots game was a really rough performance. Uh, I didn't like it. The, the numbers weren't too bad with him in terms of like, box scores or EPA or even a CPOE. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had some pretty good numbers for that and it was actually the opposite for the Raiders game where his numbers in those regards 
were kind of lackluster, but I thought he performed pretty well in the Raiders game. I was pretty content with Mahomes' performance against the Raiders. He just uh, dealt with some unfortunate situations. He had a little bit too much pressure on him. Uh, he had some drops that hurt him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I was content with his performance against the Raiders. I thought he was pretty good in that game. The Patriots game was arguably the worst of his career, though. Yeah, that that game was... The Raiders game wasn't as bad, I don't think, either. He had like a couple of just bad throws, but otherwise he was good for the most part. He had bad drops. He had that one holding call. That was the beautiful dime. It was incredible. I should blow Twitter, but... Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get watched that game. I can't remember, I can't remember what other game was on, but what I was doing. But I, I did see the clip. I'm like, oh my goodness, what in the world was that throw? And I said that in a, in a great way because it was like a play. I every time on this podcast, I always make Madden comps because it was it was a play out of Madden. Essentially, it's like you watch a play in Madden, you go, no, nobody can make that throw, and then you turn on the NFL and you see Patrick Mahomes throw a pass that shouldn't be able to be created in real life. And it's like, what in the world was that? And it got called back for holding, but nonetheless, it was something that should not be able to be accomplished by a human being. No, yeah, absolutely. It was was a 65-yard pass. First drive of the game, 65-yard pass to Tyreek Hill with two defenders on him placed perfectly to the millimeter. It was... I'd say one of arguably a top five pass in his career. It was spectacular, and it is a shame that it was robbed for a holding call, which I don't think should have been called. Yeah, I mean, it was it was beautiful, and that Patriots game, Raiders, like I said, Raiders game did not worry me as much as the or not worry me. Excuse me, it did not cause me as like it didn't make me think, oh, that was a bad game for Patrick Mahomes as much as Patriots game did. Patriots basically just dropped everybody back. They rushed three guys. They did a classic Patriots thing where, like, we're going to make you beat us through the air. We're not going to rush anybody. We're just going to make you be incredible. And while Patrick Mahomes has that ability, and without a doubt in my mind, he just struggled struggled quite a bit against the Patriots. And it was it was one of the first games I thought that he looked ugly in maybe not his whole career, but maybe his whole career, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, the Patriots are, are the team that he's struggled against the most by far. Um, and number two on that list is probably the Chargers. Uh, I'd yeah. say a lot of Chiefs fans would agree with me on that. The number one on that list would be Patriots, number two would be Chargers. But there's a wide gap between those two. The Patriots seem to be the one team that just hold him back and make him put a below-average performance on the field, which for Patrick Mahomes is almost catastrophic. Yeah. Every performance he has uh, seems like legendary. We're, like we're watching uh, an artist who is ma- who is making football quarterbacking peak. And yeah, against the Patriots, Belichick just does a fantastic job against him. Yeah, I mean it. It, it is. I've always compared him to Aaron Rodgers in the way that Aaron Rodgers prime and trying to see a little bit more of that Aaron Rodgers right now, but in the way that they can dominate within structure and they can dominate you without playing out of structure. Like Mahomes can piece you up, just take the easy stuff and he'll piece you up and he's showed it. And then there's other times where if the play breaks down or if he wants to or see something and wants to create something on his own, he can break out of the pocket and 
throw up a throw up platform and still get it on a guy on money. I think those are the two guys who are like, okay, you can't, you're not supposed to do that. They break every rule of quarterbacking, they break every rule of coaching, but they make it look good. It's like it's like watching Steph Curry in basketball. He should not be able to make these shots. You shouldn't, you shouldn't take these shots. You shouldn't take throws in football, but Rodgers did in his prime and Mahomes doing it right now. And they're like, okay, I guess you got away with that. And then he does it again. It's it's just incredible watching him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, some, uh, some other fan bases would take a little bit of contention with that, saying that it would only be Mahomes and Rodgers to, of course, Seahawks fans would want to include Wilson. Yes, yes. Bills fans right now would want to include Allen and both those guys are playing on an MVP level at this moment, but yeah, I would say that the two that it most applies to is Rodgers and Mahomes. Right, I'm not ready to go down that Allen path yet. I'm getting close. I'm getting he dragged in there. Amazing. He does look amazing right now. It's very impressive. Outside of the Titans game, he looked a little bit more human, it seems. But yeah, uh, still, still fine. Uh, Allen, huge props to him for turning it around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, coming into it, I loved Allen just because I thought he had a lot of potential in the draft, that is. But seeing him play actual NFL games, I'm like, eee, not looking great. But he kept making, like, to me, it kept making, like, incremental improvements in these just small areas. Like, just improving a little bit by a little bit by a little bit. And, like, last year he didn't have the deep ball. And this year he's like, oh, it looks really good. And he keeps improving. And, like, oh, okay, he's looking really good. I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon, but... He has looked really, really, really impressive. Not even going to lie. He's been incredible. He's definitely been a top three quarterback this year, along with Rodgers and Wilson. Mahomes currently takes the fourth spot, and hopefully on this upcoming Monday, Mahomes takes that third spot back or better. Uh, I, I, the Buffalo Bills will be a tough matchup on Monday, of course, but uh, it'll be very fun to watch Mahomes and Allen Absolutely. Before we get into that, that's what we're going to end this thing with. I want to get your feelings about the rest of the season for the Chiefs. Obviously, they looked great through the whole season. They had my home struggle against the Patriots. Still got that win. Took their first loss to the Raiders. But for the rest of the season, how do you feel? I mean, before I say this, it's funny saying it to me right now because I've had Browns fans on here, Dolphins fans on here, Bears fans on here, and they're all struggling. Bears obviously a better record than all of them, but still nothing great. But how do you feel as a Chiefs fan? Obviously, you guys are going to the playoffs without doubt in my mind, barring something catastrophic happening to the Chiefs or this NFL in general. But how do you feel with the Chiefs heading into the rest of the season? I, I feel pretty good. I don't know. Like, obviously, it's, it should go without saying why I should feel uh, pretty good. Of course. We have, we have who I would already call the most talented, best quarterback of all time. Not, not greatest yet, he, <laughs> but uh, the best quarterback of all time uh, and I th- Reed has a great system in place absolutely he does a great job Spagnolo does a great job they have defensive talent they have offensive talent all around a superstar quarterback there's no reason for me to be negative all reason to be positive I expect a second consecutive Super Bowl and I spe- expect more Super Bowls after. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that statement whatsoever. It's it just funny because I, I, I had Paul Duncan on here a little while ago, and this is when the Browns were struggling. They, yeah. And they were just really struggling. <laughs> they look a lot better now. Well, we were talking like, oh, is Baker Mayfield going to, how's he looking right now? He, this is before he turned it around. And they had Dolphins fan on here. 
and I had a Bears fan on here, and they're all like, oh, I don't know how I feel about it right now. I don't feel too good. And obviously, we got you out here, and like, oh, Super Bowl. I'm like, eh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, good, good for the Bears and Browns right now with their 4 and 1 record. Yes. Congratulations. Absolutely. I think. I think the people who've come on the podcast, I could be wrong on this, I probably am wrong, but they are 3-0 and when playing on Thursday night. And we had a Broncos fan down here. So Broncos won on Thursday night when they played. Dolphins won against the Jags. Bears won against the Patriots. Or Patriots, yeah, no, Buccaneers, Tom Brady. I can't remember the Browns won on Thursday night. Uh, the Browns did beat the Bengals, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, so officially... Any team who has played on Thursday night, I'm just realizing this literally right now as we're recording. Any team who has come on, any fan who's come on here, their team has won on Thursday night. The Chiefs are going to win on Monday night, officially. But Sam, I need your prediction for Monday night's game, formerly Thursday night's game, against the Buffalo Bills. Give me a prediction on the score of the game, who you think is going to do good, whatever you want to give me, whatever you got in your brain, just give me a prediction for the game. Well, I'm just glad you're not having a Bills fan on here. believe that uh, Mahomes and Allen will go to battle. It'll be very fun to watch. Uh, Allen uh, may show a little bit of that recklessness again that I, I just love to watch from that wild card game against the Texans. Uh, you could go back to the highlight video of the Texans versus Bills wild card game last year and just watch some of the goofy stuff that Allen does. It is a joy. <laughs> Even if it's a bad quarterback play, it's a joy. But um, I believe that Mahomes will outplay Josh Allen and that the Chiefs will win by about 10. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not pick the Chiefs. I do picks on here every week. And at like week two or week three, I think it was, I said, I'm pretty much going to pick the Chiefs every week because I know 13 out of three times, essentially, I'm going to be right on it. And so far, I'm doing pretty well, but I'm taking the Chiefs in this game. Bill Stevens hasn't looked as good as they used to. Or as they have in previous seasons, they're like mediocre right now, looking average when they're looking great before the past couple of years. But I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this game. I think a ten point late ten point win is more than reasonable. I think I'm gonna take them like twenty eight to seventeen in the win for the Chiefs. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say 34-24. Okay, okay, a little higher scoring game than mine, but. Chiefs win, nonetheless. Sam, thank you for coming on here, buddy. I appreciate it. We tried getting you on earlier. Obviously, you're a very busy man. I had to call your agent to get you on here to pay your pay your agent millions and millions of dollars. I'm like, all right, I guess. It's a long process. It's a long process. A lot of paperwork. We had to figure it out. It's a lot of negotiating. But Sam, thank you for coming on. Uh, follow Sam on Twitter at Wichita Chief Sam. That's W I T C H. I T A C H W I C H. There's 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 a lot of people that do make that mistake with the word with the name Wichita. It is, but yeah, it's W I C H. There's there's no T. There's. You are not alone. Trust me. The amount of people I've seen make that misspelling with the word Wichita is mind blowing for Wichita. Yeah, I, I'm a Midwesterner who says you are. I couldn't believe I didn't get it wrong. I looked at your Twitter beforehand. I'm like, oh, that's easy enough. I typed it in. I'm like, oh, well, got it wrong. But anyways, Wichita Chief Sam, he typed it out. I will type it out in the description so you guys can find it better so that don't listen to me in this. Just go in the description go on and find it that way. Uh, Sam, do you have any plugs whatsoever? Please plug, plug away. Excuse me. Um, 
good. Just just my stuff on SI. I've been really enjoying it. Uh, articles on Sports Illustrated, Arrowhead Report. Uh, they usually, before the season started, they were coming out every Wednesday. Now I've been doing a game preview and a game recap uh, with a lot of analytics and numbers mm-hmm. involved. And uh, it's been really fun, but also, yeah, really busy. Yeah, uh, we're all busy right now amongst this weird times we all live in, but please go check out his stuff on Sports Illustrated. I've read a lot of his articles, especially before the season started. Actually, this, since the season started, we've all been busier, but Sam is a great writer. He writes great stuff. If you love analytics or in, interested in any sort of the form in analytics, you'd really enjoy his stuff. He's a really smart guy, and he's not one of those people who just kind of put numbers on paper and just put it that way. He does a great story behind it, too, and he builds the writing very well and gives a great just detail i think he's a great writer sam thank you for coming on buddy it was great talking to you Same to you. see you later guys that was awesome yeah, that's great thank you for coming on yeah, th- thank you very much for having me of course of uh, course yeah happy to be on and uh if if i need if you need me back on i'll uh i'll see what i yeah, of course, probably we do on playoffs. I don't know if Chiefs have another Thursday night game. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah play, playoffs uh, should be all good. But, um, yeah, the podcast probably come out tomorrow afternoon-ish. I'll tag you in on Twitter and all that good crap. Yep. Reach me as soon as I see it. Awesome. Thank you, man. I'll see you later. Yep. Welcome back to the Air It All podcast. I am your host, per usual, Lucas Shu. You just heard me and Sam talk about Chief stuff and Le'Veon Bell, Patrick Mahomes, and all that good stuff. I had a great time talking to him. Definitely want to get him back on the podcast when I can. But now we're going to dive into our picks for the week. Um, as you know, some of the games did not happen last week, most notably the Broncos versus the Patriots, so that game being moved to this week. And the Bills and Titans did play last week, so I counted that game. But last week I was 8-6. It's probably my worst week of the season. A lot of upsets. 49ers lost last week. The Dolphins. Um, just really weird. Buccaneers lost to the Bears last week. Chiefs lost to the Raiders. Just a big mess of games that I just got flat out wrong. And I mean, no other way to put it. It was ugly for me. But heading into this week, on my record total is 50-26-1. This is just pick them. This is not over-under, not a spread, none of this. Just straight-up pick-em games. Uh, first game, Browns versus Steelers. Uh, the Browns offense has looked a lot better than it has in the whole last season. Comes to fantasy, he's done a great job there. Odell's looking better. The offensive line looks great. Wyatt Teller's been a monster on that line for the Browns recently. But I'm going to take the Steelers in this game mainly due to the fact that the Steelers have an elite level defense and they blitz a crap ton. Plus with Wild Teller being hurt and the Bear uh, Bears, excuse me, the Browns having a bit of an injury problem right now. I don't think the Steelers over the Browns in this game. Bears versus Panthers. This one's a bit of a toss up to me. Bears have the better record right now, but I don't think they're that good of a team. They haven't performed that well. I think it's gotten lucky in a couple games and a couple close games. I mean they should have lost to the Lions in their uh, one of their first games, but DeAndre Swift dropped that touchdown. Tom Brady didn't look the best against the Bears this past week. And I think the Panthers in this game, I think Teddy's going to 
do look good against the Bears, like decent. But this game's a bit of a toss-up for me here, and I don't really have a favorite in this game where things will win this one. Patriots versus Broncos. This game was supposed to happen this past week, but with the Patriots having a bunch of COVID tests and having COVID problem overall, they moved the game to this next week, this week now. But I'm going to take the Patriots or the Broncos in this game. I think the Broncos are just... So many injury problems. Von Miller being hurt. Quentin Sutton being hurt. Drew Casey being hurt. Drew Locke coming off of injury. Uh, a bunch of guys coming off injury. It's, it's not the Broncos' year. They are struggling. Things haven't looked good there. The week one that looked okay, but besides that, they have not looked good. Patriots, on their hand, are getting Stephon Gilmore back, I believe. They're getting a bunch of guys back. They had rest. The... I think they're going to beat the Broncos fairly handily. You're giving Bill Belichick an extra week to game plan against the Broncos. I think it's going to be a tough, tough, tough game for the Broncos. I think the Patriots are going to win this game fairly handily. Texans versus the Titans. I'm taking the Titans in this game. Um, Texans recently fired Bill O'Brien after the whole mess of trades he made with Larry Tunzel trading away his entire draft picks, essentially. And the DeAndre Hopkins trade where he didn't even get a first round pick back for DeAndre Hopkins. Finally let him go. This is going to be the first time the Texans have a new head coach in like six years, I want to say now. Six, seven years. And playing against the Titans who made Josh Allen look human, which is the first time that's happened this year. And they put up 42 points on a mediocre Bills defense that has usually looked really good in the previous weeks. But I'm going to take the Titans in this game. I think Tennessee is just going to dominate uh, Houston. Ryan Tannehill is going to continue to look pretty dang good. And I think it's going to be a fairly handily, fairly easy win for the Titans here. Ravens versus the Eagles. This is just a terrible, terrible matchup for the Eagles. I mean, the Ravens were one of the most blitz-happy teams in the NFL, along with Pittsburgh, who the Eagles played last weekend. It did not look good for Carson Wentz. He had some good ice plays, but not great, and I think it's going to get worse for Carson Wentz here as the Ravens split a ton too. I think they're going to get pressure on Carson Wentz. I think they look ugly. And I mean, there's not much to talk about with this game. Ravens are a better team on paper, a better team overall, better offense, better defense, pretty much better in almost every single category, better QB. Uh, just seems to be a bad matchup for the Eagles, and I think it's going to be a fairly handily win for the Ravens here. Washington versus the New York Giants. This game, I'm not certain on who's going to win. We saw Alex Smith play last week for the Washington football team. We saw uh, Kyle Allen play for them. On the Giants, we, I think I'm going to go with them. They've looked up and down. They, had, they looked good against the Cowboys defense last week, but then again, it's the Cowboys defense, and everyone who has played the Cowboys defense has looked good. Their defense is just terrible. I think I'm going to have to go with New York here on this game. I trust Daniel Jones the most of any QB on either roster. So I think I'm going to go Daniel Jones right now. The Giants, I think their offense is going to be a little too much for Washington to overcome. The only way you can see something happening is if Chase Young just absolutely dominates somebody or it turns into a, a game-breaking thing for Chase Young or a Washington Redskins, excuse me, Washington football team pass rusher. I'm going to take the Giants in that game. Falcons versus the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings in this game. The Vikings offense has gotten to start to look really good. 
Uh, Adam Thielen's looked great. They finally got old B.C. Johnson out of there, and now got Justin Jefferson in there, and he's looked incredible too. This offense is humming. Devin Cook up for this game, so maybe the Vikings will throw the ball even more, which is a good thing for the Vikings. On the other hand, you got uh, Atlanta Falcons. Falcons recently fired Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, the GM of the Falcons, or former GM now of the Falcons. They're moving on from those two guys. It's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see where... How the Falcons look. But I'm going to go with the Vikings in this game. I think the Vikings offense is going to be too good for the Falcons defense. I think it could end up becoming a shootout. And I think the Vikings will win that shootout. Lions versus the Jaguars. Jaguars have been a, been a bit of an up and down team. Gardner Minshew has looked good and made the Jaguars look like they might not be able to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Well, on the other hand, the Lions have been up and down as well. They should have won that game against the Bears. They've looked okay at times, but Matt Stafford hasn't been able to continue his dominance like he did last year. He struggled a bit this year. The Lions defense has looked poor again. Matt Patricia has not looked good whatsoever. And it he has to be on the hot seat at this point. He has to be. He struggled a lot. And... I want to be talked by the end of the year if he lost his job. I'm not saying anybody should lose their job. I'm not rooting for people to lose their job. But at this point, I want to be shocked if the Lions ownership group, who I know are known for not firing coaches, but I wouldn't be shocked if they start looking around at other coaches around the league and coaches in college and saying, we need a new guy. If not, I'd be a bit surprised. But I'm going to go with the Jaguars in this game. I think Gardner is going to limp the Jaguars to a somewhat close game against a... Detroit Lions, but I think it's going to be a really, really ugly game overall. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts played the Browns last week, and it was a bit of a messy game from both QBs, as Phil Rivers and Baker Mayfield did not look good in that game whatsoever. Both were struggling. Both were just Aaron throws after Aaron throw, ugly throw after ugly throw, misread after misread. It was just a bad game on offense for both teams, even though both teams are very similar in the fact that they got decent defenses with great offensive lines. It was just a bad game for both teams. Eventually the Browns went out. But I'm going to take the Colts this game over the Bengals. I think the Bengals have potentially be a good team in future years. They look nice. Joe Burrow looks good. Um, they have some nice offensive openers there for Joe Burrow. The defense is, is looking not terrible, I like to say. But I think I'm going to take the Colts in this game. I just don't trust the Bengals as of yet. They they aren't there yet. They aren't going to be any. They're not going to be a, a tough team. But in future years, I can see them being a bit of a. A bit of a possibly good team, but not yet. Jets versus the Dolphins. Picking the Dolphins in this game, plain and simple. The Jets are just a terrible, terrible, terrible mess. Adam Gase is a mess of a coach. He's a terrible coach. They recently cut Le'Veon Bell, and I'm not a big running back guy, but everybody on that roster seemingly just does not like Adam Gase. I mean, Jamal Adams left this year after numerous things, numerous arguments with Adam Gase. Numerous social media posts talking about it and 
finally he got traded away. Then you got Levy and Bell, who rumors last week that he's going to get traded to somebody. They're taking calls, and eventually uh, they just cut him straight up. He signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, which me and Sam talked about. But this whole organization is a mess of an organization. Adam Gates is a terrible, terrible head coach. He's been terrible for every since he got into New York. And there's just been a, a mess of a team. It really sucks for Jets fans. Dolphins, on the other hand, they looked actually really, really, really good against the San Francisco 49ers. Something you cannot say very often against a uh, Shanahan-led team. But they looked good. They gave Jimmy G big struggles, and they forced Kyle Shannon to bench him for C.J. Beathard, and they won that game very, very, very handily and just destroyed the Niners. A game that I did not see coming in one of the games that messed up my picks last week. But this week, I'm going with the Dolphins over the Jets. Next up, we got the Rams versus the 49ers. Again, the 49ers lost to the Dolphins last week in a very, very ugly game. Jimmy G just looked horrible that game. Couldn't read anything, missing throws, and Got himself benched after coming back off injury. The Rams, on the other hand, I really like. I think they aren't great yet, but I think they're... If the NFC is divided in tiers, I think the top tier right now are like the Packers and the Seahawks. I think those two teams are the teams that will be competing for that number one spot and for the bye week in the playoffs. And if they... Hoover doesn't get it, it's going to be number two. So if Packers get the number one seed... It's going to be the Seahawks number two. The Seahawks at number three, I think it's going to be Packers at two. Then I think the next year, I think the Rams can put Rams in that count tier. They're going to be battling. They're going to win their division. Probably they're going to be battling for their division. Rams probably won't win their division because they have the Seahawks in there. But they'll be like a high end wild card for the Rams case, or one of these teams in the, other, in the same tier as them will be battling for their division, like a Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of team. They're going to be battling for the division, probably going to win it, but they're not going to battle for that one or two seed like a Packers or Seahawks will. But Rams will probably make it the wild card. They'll make the playoffs for sure. And I'm going to take him in this game with the 49ers. I think they're going to continue to look really good. I think Aaron Donald's going to be Aaron Donald again. I think Jared Goss is going to look solid like he always does. And I think they're going to be the 49ers in this game. The 49ers are going to continue to look a little ugly. And I'm a little worried about them right now. Chiefs versus the Bills. This game was supposed to be played on Thursday night. But it got moved to Monday night because of COVID issues and scheduling changes for the NFL and all that good stuff. So it's now Monday night, so there's two Monday night games. Chiefs versus the Bills. I, me and Sam talked about this at length. I'm taking the Chiefs in this game over the Bills. Every game, every Thursday night game at least, that I've had a guest on, their team that they write for or a fan of, whatever you want to call it, has won so far. Hopefully the tradition continues. It's not Thursday, but hopefully the tradition continues. Chiefs over the Bills in this game. Cardinals versus the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cardinals in this game. Obviously, if you haven't heard, Dak Prescott had a horrible, horrible, gruesome injury this past week against uh, New York. He got tackled as he's going down, and his leg did not go down right. It was an ankle injury, and it was gruesome and very sad for a QB who is one of the more likable QBs in the NFL right now and who's a very talented QB and a young QB who was about to get paid but is this injury is going to cost him money for sure. And it was just very sad to see. Prayers are out there for Dak Prescott, his family, and I really hope he gets a speedy recovery. He was having one of the best seasons of his career. 
I mean, I'm usually not a big guy in Dak Prescott. I thought he looked okay at times, but this, he looked great this year. No other way to put it. This offense was humming, and he was a big part of it. He was throwing for over 500 yards, and he couldn't get a win, but man, did he look fantastic. And I'm really sad that he had to get hurt like this. But on the Cardinals side, DeAndre Hopkins went off last week, looked great last week. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game. I think the Cowboys' defense is terrible. It's <laughs> off of little to no resistance whatsoever. And I think the Cardinals are going to run through them. And I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game over the Cowboys. To recap all the games, I'm going to take the Steelers over the Browns, the Panthers over the Bears, the Patriots over the Broncos, the Titans over the Texans, the Ravens over the Eagles, the Giants over Washington, the Vikings over Atlanta, the Jags over the Lions, the Colts over the Bengals, the Dolphins over the Jets, Rams over the Niners, Chiefs over the Bills, and the Cardinals over the Cowboys. Right now I'm at 15-26-1. That's all for the podcast today, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Obviously this isn't coming out on Thursday morning like it usually does. It came on Friday, being that the Chiefs and Bills are getting moved to Monday. But thank you to, once again to Sam for coming on. Please go follow him. I'm leaving this, uh, his Twitter handle in the description because I screwed up Wichita. But it's Wichita Chief Sam, if you know how to Wichita. I, I screwed it up, but I'll leave it in there correctly this time. But please go follow him. Thanks for Sam coming on. Thanks for listening, guys. Subscribe to the podcast. Give me your reviews. All that good stuff. Share it with everybody you know. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. See you later.